So I would say middle school and high school students will say the most out of pocket thing sometimes. No filter. And no, no filter. What? Um, I, have you ever seen that, that, that John Mulaney special where it's, <laughs> he's like afraid of, of middle schoolers walking by him and they're just like, he has feminine hips. And he's like, no, I'm insecure. Like that is so 100% true yes. when it comes to yes. students because there will be times when I'm like, I'm walking in on a Sunday, like self-esteem is already pretty low in general. Right. And there's like, hey, Reagan, um, you've worn the same outfit every Sunday for the last five Sundays. And I've noticed that you should get more clothes. And I'm like, Hold on. I, hold up. <laughs> why are you why are you watching me every single Sunday? I'm like, who you have your own life. I haven't mentioned yes. the same converse or vans that you've worn the last three months. Like it's just Bro, students do be wearing the same stuff though. They do. They do. They do. They and I'm do. like, sorry, we got a budget over here. I'm like, <laughs> you know, your parents yes. are still paying for your stuff. We're on a budget, man. I'm saying, yeah, I, I do have one outfit. One outfit. You have church. like three t-shirts. And I'm hot. So my outfit consists of the same jeans that don't fit. Mm-hmm. So the belt is like struggling. Yeah. And a t-shirt. Maybe even this t-shirt. Who knows? Yeah. And a hat. I always wear a hat. But here's the thing. I'm hopping in the baptismal tank on Sunday. Oh. And I'm a little conflicted on if I should baptize a student and I wear a hat. Is that is that is that heretical? I don't I don't think it's heretical. I think it would just I've be weird. I've read weirder. the Bible plenty of times. <laughs> I don't see nothing in there. Philip was baptizing people with a backwards, <laughs> you know, snapback. Who knows? <laughs> and a I, su- supreme the, sleeve. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to have to do my hair. I feel so like that's it, why I wear a hat. I feel like it would be weirder for your people to see you without a hat. Than that's for what you I'm to saying. see that, yeah, it would be like, oh gosh, the, the pastor needs to give their real self to yeah. their people, right? Yeah. And I don't want to put on a facade. I don't want to put on a mask. I don't want to put on, you know, this other person who's not really Victor because Victor wears hats. And, and if I 100%. get in the baptismal with a hat on or without a hat on, I, I don't think I can these, do that like consciously. These, these are the things that pastors think through. <laughs> <laughs> It's, will my students bully me today? And should I wear a hat in the baptism? <laughs> Bro, the amount of time students have stolen my hat. Yeah. They're just like, got your hat and gone. Yeah. Gone. Who knows where they went? They just yeah. show up 20 minutes later and they miss Bible study and they don't have my hat anymore. So. Bro, one of the, I was yeah. one of the things that like honestly gets under my skin is when a student steals my hat. That, it's that r- is when like the rage. I'm like, don't touch I my hat. I have hat hair right now. I don't want to be without my hat right now. And now I look foolish chasing you through the through the lobby here. I'm like, just, I wore the hat for a reason. Oh my gosh, There's, the pre Jesus will come out of me if someone yeah, if yeah, someone that, steals my hat. Yeah, that's the hat's on for a reason. <laughs> you don't need to touch it. Yeah. We just need to leave it. We just need to leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm still I'm, I I don't want to ask our campus pastor if I can wear a hat because I just feel like I just feel like that's a, a stupid question. But it's a question that I've thought about a lot over the past D- deeply two months deeply. De- yes, deeply. I'm like deeply. this baptism date, September 25th. It's on the calendar. Yeah. And I've known since July. 
and I've been thinking, should I wear a hat? For it's the like, past it's like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you love Jesus. I haven't thought about that, but like, do I wear a hat for this? Those, <laughs> those are the most important questions. It's like, I know the parents want to take pictures. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's all there. I overthink everything. Okay. okay. Hold up. Hold up. Real, real quick story. So, um, the first time I got to baptize somebody at my campus, um, I'm a very large man. I'm six foot six, 225 pounds. So there's not very tall, very, very tall. I'm a tall drink of water and there's not that many like clothes that fit me. And so bro, oh like I, I had to go into the closet and I had to get like the, the standard, you know, black shorts, black shirt, yeah. whatever it was. Um, but everything they had in there was like adult smalls, like, like, like straight. Well, you were in a crop top. Well, I literally, I came out and I was like, I couldn't raise my arms above my shoulders. And so I was like, and I, I was wearing like short shorts. Like you could see compressions out the bottom of these shorts. Mm-hmm. So I came out mm-hmm. and there was nothing left to be imagined. You, you saw everything. Well, well and I'm like, well, these, these poor parents, like their photos is just of me and this gap kids t-shirt trying to awkwardly <laughs> cover myself while, while Bro, those baptizing. T-shirts, they're thick. They're th- those yeah. t-shirts are thick. They, they are. hold water. They are. First of all, like our, our church buys a lot of shirts Yeah. and they bought the thickest shirt for baptizing people. That's, I'm just going to vent I about mean, that real quick. I mean, that's real. So, but you, real. you're skinny. So Thank like you. you don't have the issue that I have. Where the shirt's too small for me, but it like, it like fit like I feel the shirt. You know what I mean? So, like, those, 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 those uh, hills and valleys. Yes, that, yeah, that shirt you know looks like leggings. It's just like it fits my body, and it's very difficult. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, and so I might wear they, my own shirt. It's okay. They, <laughs> they they saw my belly button while baptizing. Um, okay, well, may, I feel much better about wearing a hat. <laughs> These are the conversations that students, student pastors have. This is. And, uh, and we have a podcast about it. Welcome. My name is Victor. Well, look at that. And, I, <laughs> and I, I'm a student pastor at a local church in the state of North Carolina. And my name is Reagan Jones. I'm also a student pastor at a church in North Carolina. And welcome to Sanctified-ish conversations with pastors who have not figured it out and sometimes these conversations are going to look like the stupid things the students say to us and or the f- size of the clothing that we have to baptize people in. And sometimes <laughs> it's going to look like what we're going to talk about today, where we are talking about online community. Now, we are not going to be just specifically Ooh. talking about online church community. All right. We're going to yeah. take this little like the way that Vic and I have talked about it is just like a diamond. And that diamond is just this idea of online community. And there's lots of different forms of online community. And we're just going to twist and turn and we're going to let the light shine through the different angles of that diamond. So we're going to look like we're going to look at online uh, community in the church. We're going to look at uh, is gaming actual community online. We're going to look like our dating apps, actual community, um, like all all these different forms of community. Um, yeah. And this is something Vic and I are both very passionate about, and we are very, 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 very excited to dive into this. Yeah, we, we've we been proud of our 30-minute episodes for, like, the past couple of weeks. And this, this I just tough. feel like that's not going to happen here. <laughs> so we just need to get that out of the gate right now. Because this is something that I think both of our spheres are, like, we're just really passionate about community, and especially with, with this new generation of 
social media and the online world and as it continues to develop they're like it's just a really cool thing to watch and our students are engaging in a lot of those things yeah and so this is just a sphere that we're in a lot so i think the way that we need to start this because you mentioned church community a little bit but i think we need to just off the bat define what community is because i think there are those really religious people that are going to say that community is only Community is only the thing that you find in the local church. Community is the only thing that you find, you know, in marriage or, or they, they kind of cut it off from what the rest of community could be. So yeah. maybe give us maybe give us a quick working definition of community. Yeah, I, I, I would just say it's, it's a fellowship of, of more than two people. Um, I'm in your life. You're in my life. That doesn't mean we have to be in the same place. Cause I think community yeah. and like when, when we were in COVID and everyone was like, like uh, everyone was saying like, don't neglect the gathering, don't neglect the coming together. I would say that's different than community. Um, so yeah. gathering is you're in the same space as one another. Community is I'm in your life. Um, so you yeah. know me, I know you, we have accountability with one another. Um, I think that's just a very basic working definition of community. Yeah. I like community is more of a state of being rather than like a physical thing that happens. Yeah. Right. Now, community thrives when people are able to gather. Like, for example, our friend group got together last night and we all got to hang out. And like our community as a group thrived because we physically gathered. (laughs) That's why we're tired today. (laughs) That's why we're really tired. That's why we're we're a little slow this morning. (laughs) But that like the the we got physically together. And so our community benefited from that but it doesn't just have to be physically together so i like that differentiation you made there well i I think Um, it's i think it's really important because this is what we tell our students all the time is that proximity to people doesn't mean you know people and so just because like i think the example we use is like all right you're sitting next to somebody in a math class you have 30 people in the same room you're not in community with those people just because you sit in the same room as them and I think like, uh, especially at, at our campus this last Sunday, the sermon was just basically on like Acts 2 um, and just what it means to be part of the church. And it was like, hey, we're coming to the church on Sunday morning and we're looking to the left and the right and we're in the same room, but we are not in community. Um, and community is like, we're devoting each other to the apostles teaching, we're breaking bread, we're in fellowship, we're having meals with each other. Like these are all things that yes, involve us being together physically, but just because you are there together physically with somebody doesn't mean you actually are in community with them. Um, There's yeah. a very, very big difference. It's really interesting because I think the word like online community has a relatively negative connotation within the church. Yeah. But I think if we I think if we just kind of set the stage here, it, it'll it'll make a little bit more sense because in all of us, we are people, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or whatever, we are people that are naturally made for relationship. That's, yeah. that's just how we were. That's how we were pre-fall even. So so we are designed to be with one another. And so what happens is, is a lot of times we, so we have this like gap in our heart. We have this hole. And so we want, we want to fill it with community. And so we'll go, we'll go play sports. Yeah. And just because you're on a sports team doesn't mean you have community with the people on your sports team, but we go play sports because we want to be with people or we'll join band or we'll join a video game club or we'll join whatever it might be because there's just this really natural desire within all of us to be in 
community. And so people, yeah. just like people flock to sports teams, just like people flock to band and the arts, just like people flock to, you know, school and education for community, which of those are all good things. Yeah. People also flock to the online world and they look for community there. Well, and I think this is where we even kind of talked about this yesterday, but the online world is more prevalent than any of those other places. So the one thing that we are all kind of swimming in right now to some degree is online spaces, whether it's social media or gaming, the internet, like all of these different things. Um, I'm not, I'm not an athlete anymore. And so like that, that, that place where I used to find community eventually ends, but this online sphere is the one thing that for better or for worse, we're all just kind of there. Um, and so I think Vic even just touched on it a little bit, but every single one of us has a deep desire for relationships. And yeah. I think even what we've seen in our podcast over the last couple episodes is when we did the loneliness episode, we got such a strong response to that. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's romantic loneliness. I think that's, I desire relationship with people. I desire to share my life with somebody. And we become, partly because of COVID, but I think also just the world in general, we have such access to people now, but we have so little relationship and we have so little sharing of lives that we have this desire to be known, but we are living in these online spaces. And so I think the question we're gonna be asking today is like, can those two things coexist? Can we find what we are longing for, whether it's online church or online romantic platforms, online gaming platforms, like what, whatever it is, can we find what we're looking for in these online spaces? Yeah. And I think to kind of set the stage here before we dive into maybe the first one, which I think would be online kind of like church community, which I'm going to, I think that'll be a really interesting conversation yeah. is that none of we're in this podcast. We're not saying the screen should replace the church. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not at all what we're saying. We're not saying that, that the, anything online or anything on your sports team or anything in, you know, band class or whatever, none of that should replace the gathering of believers yeah. on Sunday to, to worship the Lord. That's, that's not at all what we're saying. We're saying outside of that. Yeah. How do we seek community in the spheres that we're in? And so kicking off with with kind of like online church, and this is something that I think I've heard some really cool stories from our church. And and so we we offer a live stream of our service for a handful yeah. of reasons. The main reason is not because we want to offer an alternative to attending right. church on Sunday. In fact, and that's that's a tough that's a tough culture to break, especially coming out of COVID, and we've dealt with that. Yeah. But a couple of really cool things that I've seen come out of us being able to live stream our service. One, missionaries overseas in places that don't have access to a church or yeah. preaching and teaching of God's word. So we have missionaries in, in areas of the world where Christianity and the church is just illegal. And yeah. so the fact that they're able to hop on a VPN and stream our church service and be fed in that way is huge. Yeah. And and those missionaries will talk about how grateful they are for that because they don't have access to that type of thing yeah. where they live and where they serve. So that's a, one story. The other really cool story is there are a lot of people who are who are either, you know, too old or disabled and cannot leave their home yep. and attend church. Now, our we have some volunteers that are awesome that that 
will will do their best to make it out to people's homes to be able to bring them to church. But that's not always possible. And so yeah. to the person who, you know, can't leave their home to be able to to hop online and, and be fed the word of God is huge. They yeah. might not necessarily be experiencing the the gathering aspect of, of the church gathering that Sunday, but they are receiving the word of God. And so yeah. you have those two pieces that I think online church and I, I use that phrase because I don't know what the alternative would be has been really right. beneficial for those groups. Well, and I think th- this is the hard part <laughs> um, because the Bible is contextual and the Bible was written, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago where like the internet didn't exist. When the Bible says, do not neglect the gathering of believers, online yeah. church wasn't an option. So yeah. now I think we have to define like, is an online community a quote unquote gathering of believers? Yeah. Um, and I think this is where, this is where I would agree with what you would say, and I would push back on people that said online community for church specifically is real biblical yeah. community. Um, because like, I, I think what you just said, like they're like, it helps share for specific times and tools. Like it's a great resource to help spread the gospel for like very specific situations. I'm all here for that. But I think when yeah. we're talking about the gathering of believers, when we just define community, it's like, man, I'm in your life. You're in my life. Like I can walk into a church on Sunday morning and be like, man, like I see Josh right there. I know Josh, Josh yeah. knows me. That is, I've never had that experience on a live stream. Yeah. I don't care how good the chat is. Like, I don't care how, like how many pastors or elders we put in the chat saying like, hi, welcome. We're so excited to see you. Like, what's I, up I, y'all? Yeah. It's like, I don't, yeah. bro. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah. So what that turns into is a little bit of our conversation from last week is that now I'm consuming content. I'm not in community. Um, yeah. and I think this is, this is the difference between, um, this is where I'll make the bridge here. This is the difference between online church community and something like the gaming community where it's yeah. like online church, you are just consuming content in the gaming community. It's actually primarily centered around the relationships and then you yeah. play a game on top of that. Um, and so yeah. I think that's where Vic, I'll actually toss it back to you on this. Um, is online gaming real community? Yeah, this is, this is my spot. Like, this is my sphere. This is one of the things that across my entire life I've been the most passionate about by far. And, again, the online gaming community is not sufficient to replace any community that you find in your local church. However, online community and online friendships in the gaming sphere in particular are very real and very deep. Yeah. A lot of people will say, I, I'll talk to people. So I've been live streaming on Twitch and YouTube for going on eight years now. And I have met some really incredible people. One of my friends, his name is Alex. I met him in 2011. It's 2022. We And we are, we talk almost every day. And he is one of my genuine close friends. I love that man. Yeah. I've met him in, in real life once. He's a believer. He goes to a church. He's plugged in. Now, is that sufficient to replace my local church? Absolutely not. But I really know Alex for yeah. who he is. And he yeah. knows me. And we are like we are close and we have got like we met each other on Minecraft. <laughs> like that's we met on Minecraft. Yeah. Right? Like that's wild. And so that that's just an aspect here and and that goes for tons of people. Yeah. I mean, people have gotten married 
after meeting on World of Warcraft, and they'll have like World of Warcraft themed weddings. People, <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> bro. You should y'all bro, wanna I'm, y'all I'm wanna sorry. a good laugh. I'm sorry. Y'all want a good laugh? <laughs> Google World of Warcraft wedding because it's there. And it's very real, bro. If if I pulled up to a <laughs> wedding and the theme was World of Warcraft, I'm I'm you just sorry. Make a I'm out. I'm you out. I'm U-turn. throwing that thing back. I'm putting it in reverse. I'm, yep. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but it's like so. For example, every single Friday, me and a group of maybe six six people hop on Discord, which is just a a chatting application for your computer. Yeah, and we talk and we play video games together. And those are genuinely some of my deepest relationships because I've known them for so long and we've just invested in each other. And we actually have like an agreement as a group. We all live across the map. We have an agreement as a group that if one of us ever gets married or one of us dies, that moment we're all going like we like we like we're just going to go. We're going to hop on a plane and go. And that's just because we care about each other so much. And so. I'll, I'll throw it back to you because I can talk about this for probably longer than what would be beneficial <laughs> for us. But I would say that real deep, genuine friendships are completely and 100% possible, completely and 100% over the Internet. And I yeah. think that's possible with Christians and with non-believers. You want to talk about an amazing way to reach people yeah. who are not Christians by playing video games? That is just a whole nother topic, but it's there. Oh. So this is this is fascinating. So I'm not a gamer, um, not in the slightest. You don't play Fortnite? Uh, no, I can't build. I can't build, and then <laughs> that, I'm, there's a I'm, no build mode. You don't have yeah, to build anymore, bro, bro. I'm so tired of getting like bullied by fifth graders on Fortnite. <laughs> like I'm so I'm I'm 26 years old. I'm not I'm not putting myself Your ego through can't that. handle it. But here's here's the thing: is like I'm not a gamer, but I am a student pastor, and so we were even at a conference yeah. yesterday where they were saying that gaming, especially with Gen Z, is their most, like, is the number one way for them to establish relationships. Like, it used to be like when we were kids, you go to the park, you pick up a basketball, now you have 10 friends and you run a game. That ain't it anymore. Um, It used to be you go to a youth group on Wednesday night, you establish relationships there. Honestly, that ain't it anymore. Most of these kids don't know how to build real relationships because they spent time in a pandemic for probably one-fifth of their life. Um. And so where they actually establish these friendships and relationships is on these gaming platforms. So now, like, the example they use is you have the quarterback of the football team playing Fortnite with the president of the chess club. And yeah. they're friends because, they, yep. they, and because they've built this relationship over a commonality on gaming. And I think this is, this is so, 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 so fascinating to me is that I don't understand why I can look at online gaming and be like, I see real genuine relationships happening there. But when I look at the church's online platforms, I don't see genuine relationships. I see a dispersal of content. Like even when we're talking about like missionaries overseas, like we have the relationships already. We're just sending them content and like pray, praise God for that. That's awesome. But I'm like, I, how come the church can't do what online gaming has so easily done? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. I think there's a couple different like angles to that. One, I don't think that the primary form of church community just I don't think God designed community to That's be true. done in that way, That's right? True. 
But you also bring up a really good point because the church historically has done a terrible job with engaging on these online platforms, not just in gaming, just across the board. And it seems like the church has done a really good job about promoting five pastors who can preach really well and not a really good job at engaging people who need Jesus. And so that's the tension. You know what I mean? I think this is – I think the way that you see the church using online platforms is revealing just what church is as a whole is that I think for the last 20 to 30 years, we have built church around come and see, sit in a sanctuary, listen to somebody preach and go home. It actually hasn't been built around relationships. So we can't expect online relationships to be built when relationships in person have not been built because that's not how we've constructed church. And so this is good. This is so good because, because, for like you can go to church, right? Yeah. So like, like Zoom church over COVID, people had trouble going from Zoom back to church. But here's the thing: people treat in-person church the same way they treated yes. Zoom church. Yes. They showed up, they consumed some content, yes. and they went home and they checked the box. You're just and that's wasting not, that's gas. That's not what it is. You're just wasting yes. gas. That's all you're and with doing. Prices right now, Ooh, you don't want to do that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. But here's the, here's here's something that I've seen work really well. Is so my student ministry at our campus, they they're all like I'm starting to see some really good friendships form within the student ministry, which is so cool to watch. Like you yeah. have kids like let's go to the mall after church, let's just go hang out. Like <laughs> I was like just uh, that makes me so happy that that my students are are friends with each other. Yeah. Right, so simple, but it makes me really happy. Well, a group of our guys actually plays Fortnite with each other. I would say like every couple, like maybe every other week, they just hop on Fortnite and they play. The reason like they know each other in real life, they have community at church. And then when they bring it to this online platform, that like that is just a catalyst for them to grow as friends because you don't need mom to drive five kids to someone else's house to play basketball. You can just turn on the console yeah. And and play with your friends and and grow in your friendships. Yeah. And that's actually a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Like it's so cool that we have the opportunity to grow in our relationships in such like a in an easy or an easy yeah. accessible way. Yeah, I, th- I think to put a bumper sticker on it at least from the church standpoint is that there is no online community if there's no in-person community. Um yeah. that if we don't from the fo- church standpoint. From the church standpoint. Um yeah. I don't think it operates that way from gaming. Um, but from the church standpoint, that if we are not fostering community on Sunday morning together throughout the week in person, why would I ever expect to have community online when I'm just looking at a chat screen? Um, but the thing I think is different about gaming and we'll get, we'll get to social media here in a second, but gaming is like, you have the headset, you have the headphone, like you are genuinely talking. It's about the conversation. It's not about the game that you're having. And so like church like online streams don't work that way. It's about the content while gaming is about the relationships. And this is where I kind of want to like, I want to shift it a little bit here because like we just said, this is a diamond that we're going to twist a little bit. And I don't think the answer is the same for every single form of online community. So while I think you can establish online community in a really healthy way in gaming, I don't think social media is the same way. And I, th- I think some influencers and <laughs> would get a little bit upset about this, but <laughs> I don't think you can have real genuine community on social media because when I think about social media, 
it's not necessarily a dialogue. It's one yeah. mass group of people getting to know one individual. Um, yeah. And so like, like the way I think about it in my head, it's just kind of like a fish tank. It's like we're all going up to the glass and we get to see the fish and we tap on the glass yeah. and we look at the fish, but the fish is not in relationship with us. We're watching the fish. And right. I think that's a different form. That, that's not community. That's very different than what I see in gaming. That's very different than what it should be in the church is we're just watching people. And so, yeah. 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 It's, it's fascinating. Right. And I can even use an example like with Facebook friends. So I'm, although I'm 24, I am on Facebook. I post consistently to Facebook. (laughs) I, my Facebook is kind of fire. Like if you want to like look at all the different Facebook pages in the world, mine is probably top 10. And so I know a thing or two about Facebook. Okay. I post about French onion soup. Friend me. I'll accept it. Don't worry. But I'm friends on Facebook with all of my high school friends, right? Everyone that I went to high school with. And there were people that I went to high school with that I had, like I would say genuine, deep, accountable, beautiful community with. It was amazing. Like God just blessed me in high school with that type of community. So we're friends on Facebook naturally. Yeah. Well, we go to college. I go to a different college. Everyone else goes to the same college. Then I moved to North Carolina. Yeah. I'm still friends with them on Facebook but there is absolutely like, I'm not a part of yeah. their lives anymore and they're yeah. not a part of mine. I love them I'll, like 100%, but that's because we knew, like we know each other in person, Yeah. but we don't really know each other. And the only communication we have is social media and it's not capable of yeah. sustaining that type of community. Well, and, and that doesn't mean social media is bad by any stretch of the means. It's just, we have to yeah. understand what it's there for. So it's like social media primarily is for keeping up with people. Like I can see what you're doing, but I don't know you anymore. Like, I think like yeah. even like some of my college friends and high school friends, like people that I love dearly, I haven't spoken to in years, but I can keep up. I, I can see like, Oh, you got engaged. That's awesome. Oh, you got yeah. married. That's awesome. Um, but I'm not in community and relationship with you because I saw it through a picture. I didn't get it through a text. Um, yeah. And I think that's like, and this is where social media is going to be a little gray because there's going to be people that you are in community with that you then are friends with on social media. And so it's going to be like, For well, sure. like, like I, I, I got a phone call and then you posted something. That's, that's sure. That, that's, that's great. But I think when we're just talking about when you don't have that in-person community with people, can you establish a solely online community with somebody in social media? I don't think that's possible. And I think right there dismantles influencers. Number one strategy is like it is placebo community. It is like for people that you don't know. And we'll never know you to be like, hey, guys, thank you so much for getting us to 10,000 followers. Like, we love you so You don't know them. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't know them. And they don't know you. And they don't love you because they don't know you. They love what you can do for them. And so, yeah. like, I, 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 this is where social media gets so, so, so tense because we go there looking for community. Yeah. We, we, we go there looking for belonging that I feel like I can get to know someone famous. I can get to know, you know, Charlie D'Amelio through TikTok and right. you can get to know her, but Charlie D'Amelio cannot get to know you through TikTok. And that's why it can't be actual community. Yeah. Community is a two way street, right? Yeah. I would say social media at best 
Like this is best case scenario, social media functioning in its most perfect ideal way possible. Social media is at best supplementary to community that already exists. Yeah. So like, for example, I'm friends with a really good buddy of mine and we're friends because of gaming. Right. Yeah. And he will send me on Facebook. He'll DM me recipes for French onion soup. (laughs) And (laughs) it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, of course, of course beautiful it thing. is. He of is, it is a true friend, but it's like that is supplementary to the relationship that we already have. Right. Right. So if he was just DMing me, you know, recipes for French onion soup all day, I would be kind of freaked out if I didn't know him, <laughs> you know, in community. Yeah. But because I know him and we have that relationship and we're buddies like, dang, man, thanks for the French onion soup recipe. Yeah, I'm going to make it. You know, I don't, and I don't so think you would that's actually where be- I think. Yeah, I, I don't think you would what? actually be freaked out. If a random person sent you a French onion soup recipe, I don't think you'd be that freaked out. It's actually happened before. <laughs> I'm very thankful. That's, that's what Y'all I'm saying. friend me on Facebook. Yeah. Just head over to my Facebook. Send me a friend request. So you oldest, won't be disappointed. Oldest sentence ever. <laughs> um, but no, I, it's very I, 2010 of me. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. And I don't want to harp on social media too much. But I think here, here's kind of where I'll leave it is that the essence of community is vulnerability. And so like, I know I'm at, like, even like our friend group last night, it's like, that's where I know it's real community because we all sat around a table and it was like, Hey man, what is the most frustrating thing for you over the last three months? And yeah. we ran around a table and we opened up, we shared things and we prayed for one another, man, that's community. Um, yep. it's beyond the surface level stuff. And I think when we talk about social media, I think be real is a very good example of this, that it is a social media app that is designed to be vulnerable, but no one uses it in a vulnerable manner because how often, like, yeah. let's, let's be real for a second. How many of those yeah. be reals are you actually like in the moment? Oh, this is me. Like even our be reals are curated. They're posed like, there's something about social media that we cannot just be 100% us. Um, And even if we are a hundred percent us, it's not a two way street in that. And that's exactly what you're saying right there. So I think it's, it's next to impossible. If it's not supplementary community, it's next to impossible to have a real form of community on social media by itself. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Supplementary is in its like most ideal form possible, but it is by no means what actually happens. And even like, I I, I know you're probably thinking in your head, man, well, I know a ton of content creators that are incredibly vulnerable. Well, one thing to Reagan's point, community is a two way street. So even if someone's vulnerable online, you get to see that, but they don't get to see you. Right. So they can be vulnerable and that's great. But I would also push back on like, most content creator vulnerability is still, if it's not staged, yeah. it's withheld still. Like, so I'll bring up one of my favorite content creators of all time, Roman Atwood. Yeah. I've been following Roman Atwood since I was in middle school. And he has such an incredible story. You should totally go look it up. But there are some things that happened over the past couple of years that kept him from being able to show his son in his daily vlogs because there's some marriage stuff happening, and legally, his son could not be in his YouTube videos. He wasn't able to communicate that to his audience. Yeah. Like, so all of a sudden, his son is just, boom, out of these videos. Everyone's worried, where did Noah go? Where is this kid at? And then 
five years later on a podcast, he's only able to share just a little bit. And so even content creator vulnerability is withheld either because they have to legally or because they just want to kind of keep family privacy. And that's important too. So I think that's just an important kind of like caveat there. Communities two way street that can't happen on social media and even vulnerable content creators aren't as vulnerable as they may appear on yeah. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. And um, so here, here's, here's the last one I want to kind of throw out. And I think this may be actually where a lot of, a lot of us are at. Um, but as you said earlier, a lot of us have a desire, a deep desire to share a life with somebody, a relationship with somebody. Um, so a lot of us are single and there's a thing called dating apps and it is like, it's, it's not like Christian mingle anymore. You know, it's not farmers, farmers <laughs> meet or whatever it is like, it's now something in the same way everybody has Instagram, like everybody has Hinge. Yeah. Um, and so it's a very new thing, but we're looking for something very real that is actually starting. I think that's a fascinating part. It is starting from a place of online. I don't know you. I'm seeing what you want me to see. And then it's leading to a place of, hey, let's let's meet up in person. Let's actually get to know who you are. I think that's a fascinating paradigm to like. Yeah to, to, to walk through. Um, so man, like, I know you're married. I know you've never been on a dating app. <laughs> no, I have been, I have you been have? on a dating app. I have, have tons of experience with this. Don't worry. Don't oh, worry. Oh, wow. I okay. was on, I was on Christian mingle. I hate you for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great story. I'm going to be vulnerable here and withhold nothing. So I'm going to completely yeah. counteract what I just said about on social media. Um, I had this relationship in college. It didn't work out. Yeah. We break up. What do I do? Like, well, I need to replace. Why is Christian Mingle your first? Oh my gosh. I went, so I went to a Christian college and this not, not Southeastern where I'm at now. This was before then. And they track you. They track you on all social media. So like if, if you make, if you make a Tinder account or a hinge, they know And, and they will expel you. Okay, so this was like one of those schools. They kicked a girl out for having colored hair, like at orientation. What in the Bob okay, Jones? It's one of like, those schools. Oh my gosh! It's Bob Jones adjacent. Yeah, Jeez, <laughs> it's Bob dude. Jones adjacent. And so I was like, well, how can I, how can I do this without like signaling the alarm at the college? And so I, I made a Christian mingle account, and nothing ever happened. No, nothing ever came of it. Um, I did not meet my wife on Christian mingle. Um, in fact, I don't think I got a single match. So. How, how, how did you meet your wife though? It was on, it was on, uh, it, online platforms. I did message her on Facebook. <laughs> I met, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I sent my, her a DM. <laughs> my man sent a Facebook DM. <laughs> I was like, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. The rest was history. Oh my gosh. I did. I asked for her Snapchat. She didn't have a Snapchat. No. I asked for her Instagram. She didn't have an Instagram. And then I asked for her phone number, and I think she very reluctantly yeah. gave me her phone number. So yeah. if if you're listening today and you're wondering, do I shoot that Facebook DM? Shoot, do it. Shoot your do shot. It. Shoot do your it. shot in a respectful, not creepy way. Shoot your shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, I think dating apps exist for one of two reasons. I think in the very secular world, 
and especially this probably thrives more so on like young adult and college campuses. Yeah. Is like these apps exist because hookup culture is such a thing right now. Yeah, very this true. World is hyper and over sexualized to a point to where people just use these apps because they they want to get whatever they want, right? Yeah. And so there's a huge section. I would almost say the majority, you know, majority, majority that. Yeah. But there are also people who, man, are in spheres of life where maybe they're not able to meet a ton of people right now. Maybe they're like, they have this thing and, and just don't know what, like what next step to take. Yeah. So they're like, let's just do it. Like, let's just do this and see what happens. And I will say, I know people that are married at our church mm-hmm. that met, on dating apps. My wife's brother is married yeah. and they met, they like, they met on a dating app. Yeah. And so it's not, it's by no means impossible. Yeah. Well, and my, my cousin got married and they, they met on a dating app. And I think this is the, this is the unique thing. And the interesting thing about like things like hinge or even tender, I'll throw tender out there. Um, or bumble or something like that. Is it, that is, is I think tinder the, still a thing. I don't know. Is it still, yeah. I know hinges. Yeah. I'm, I'm too old for tinder. Um, but like, I, I think those are like, they are, I would say gateways to actual relationships. Is it like the whole thing is like, you're never supposed to stay there. It is a way for you to meet broad people. Cause like, how do you meet people in 2022 when everything is through digital platforms? So instead of like 20 years ago, you would have gone to a bar and you would have spent three or four, right. four hours there, try to get to know some people, build a relationship. Now, instead of going to a bar, you go to an app. And you walk through and like you filter through, okay, well, this person looks interesting. This person looks interesting. And now like the whole goal is to get from the app to real life. Um, because we all, yeah. we all know there's something innate about that. that like, I can't actually have a real relationship with you and stay in your DMS for the next 20 years. Um, right. And I think that honestly sums up a lot of what we're talking about here. Um, is it, I think real relationships can happen on the internet. Um, like I think if, yeah. if, if we look at gaming, like real relationships happen there because the online platform, it's not about the content, it's about the relationships and whether it's through an online platform or in person, our goal and our pursuit is relationships, real relationships, yeah. real community with people. So if you can find that on the internet, praise God, if the internet can be a vehicle for you to get to a real relationship, praise God. Um, I, I, th- I think these are things that, um, I, I think the online community can actually be a helpful way to find relationships like that. Yeah. And I mean, you even bring up a good point with dating apps. It's like, I correct me if I'm wrong. This might not be hinges tagline, but I know it is a dating apps tagline. It's something like the app that's meant to be deleted yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it's like their marketing is, is, is taking from like the perspective of this, like this is the catalyst for something that hopefully lasts yeah. a lot longer. Yeah. And so like that's who their target audience is because that's how they market it. And I think that's a pretty one. I think it's a genius marketing move just yeah. from like a business perspective, but it does, it kind of like cuts to the heart of where people are at. Once you pass that college kind of like section yeah. you're in this young adult chunk of your life, it, it, it it's marketing towards that group. And I think it's like, it's true. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's the marketing, but we've all deleted it and redownloaded it 27 times. And so it's like, you got something I, to share. I think, I think well, look, Hey, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be that vulnerable, but I, I do think there is something where it's like, we don't know what we're looking for. 
and we have this deep desire to have actual relationships, but do we know what those look like? And do we actually know what we're striving for and looking for? So we may go to an online church program or social media or a gaming network or even a dating app looking for something that we feel deep down that we can't actually put words to or a handle to or like, oh, I know when I found it, therefore I can delete it. Um, I think that's why you see people kind of cycle back through social media, cycle back through dating apps and um, get stuck in the perpetual online church world. Socrates talks about three types of friendships. He says there are friendships that are built upon you paying someone for a service. So like employer to employee, there are friendships where you enter into them because you have something to gain and that other person has something to offer you. And then there are sacrificial friendships and the first two types of friendships, they end an employer, employee, that's going to end at some point. I've t- yeah. I have had tons of bosses. I've lost I've left tons of jobs and I don't really talk to them anymore. Yeah. So those have ended. There are relationships that selfishly people enter into because the other person has something to offer them and that's the only real reason why they've entered into that relationship. And then there's sacrificial relationships. Yeah. Where the reason I'm friends with this person is because I will sacrifice for their betterment and they will sacrifice for my betterment. Yeah. And those are the deep, real genuine types of relationships that one should always exist in the church Yeah. because that is like the church's job is to love and care for each other yeah, man. as if it were yourself. But also as a, as a way to reach people with the gospel, that type of friendship is not common. Like yeah. the sacrificial friendship is not common, not common within the church, unfortunately, but it's also not common in the world. Yeah. And so when you engage with people sacrificially, it's going to seem a little different. It's going to seem a little odd. And that's the perfect gospel picture. And that's why sacrificial relationships like that's how they operate. It's a beautiful yeah. gospel picture. Um, and so, yeah, I, yeah, this is, this is, I've thought of like three other avenues or platforms. We, 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 just don't we, have time. we might do We might do a part two for this one. Um, we just don't have time. This one, but I think, this I one think might this deserve is, a part two. This is a good, I think even transition for this is it's very easy for us to sit here and have these conversations with each other. But, and you guys get to know us a little bit. You get to see a little bit of our lives, but like we genuinely want to get to know you and we know that like that only happens if we communicate with you. So honestly, send us emails, like follow us on social media, like meet us in real life. Like, I don't know, like come, come find us. Like we want to actually have relationships with you and not just talk at you guys. Um, Cause honestly, our little community here has been growing a lot recently and we're really excited about it. But like, we also know that we don't just want to be talking heads in your car as you drive to work. So like we want to, we want to get to know you guys and we know just having a podcast and having you listen isn't sufficient for that. Yeah, for sure. And so with that, you can email us sanctifiedish at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. Just say hi. Um, maybe you have a critique. Maybe you disagree with something. Um, we would love to talk to you about it. We want to learn and grow very much in the same way as hopefully you do. Yeah. And so send us an email. We'd be so happy to hear from you. You can also check us out on our social medias, TikTok, Reagan Jones 96 and Rotsiv 157. 97. 97, sir. 
I just you're older than me, and so I just that's true. Res- respect your elders. You're middle age. You're middle age now. So. I'm, in, I'm in my I'm 25. in my mid twenties. I'm in my mid twenties. Lord, wow. Check us out on social media. <laughs> Our TikToks have been doing pretty good recently. It's because you've been begging. My, you've been begging for views. I well, the last I had three a TikTok episodes, recently. you have begged for views. Yeah, but I I I got two hundred thousand views. Okay, so I don't either. Our podcast listeners are just watching my videos on repeat, and if that's the case, I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm I'm making it. Okay, Reagan, I'm I'm, I'm catching up to you. So very be worried. Pr- very proud of you. Very proud of you. I'm I'm putting this on my resume. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check us out on TikTok, social media. Um, hopefully, we'll have like I think we've been talking about starting a YouTube channel or maybe a website with some type of blog. If that's something that you would be interested in, or if that's something that you would find interesting, email us. Let us know because we want to know what the kind of next step is for the podcast yeah. and haven't really nailed down the well, uh, the right answer. And the place for that is to build community with you guys. It's it's yeah. a place for like. It is a place for relationships because we believe that relationships can happen online. Um, and so we want to create a space for that to happen. So let, let us know where you where you would like to engage, and we would love to help build a platform around that. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We have a backlog of tons of episodes. You can go listen to those. Hopefully you find something that is engaging and encouraging to you, and we will see you in the next one. Until then, take care, and God bless. I have to update my TikTok app because it's glitching. 234 views. That's huge. I was going to say, because you, you, you broke the internet. Congratulations. Look with at the two, Lord. With 200,000 views. Look at the Lord. It's I think he menaged it. 200,000 views and two likes. <laughs> They're all botted. <laughs> he bought them.